the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Sal Cachulo here, Arthur. Uh, congratulations, my friend. You are, I mean, first off, you're a star attorney. You have done such an amazing job in 400 shows to be the, the, the broadcasting gem that you are on this radio station right here on AM 970, The Answer, uh, that they give you the mic every night for the Power Hour. I love it. I love listening to you. I think you bring, in, you bring great stuff to the table, and the fact that... Uh, we all love you. And, you know, listen, Joe Piscopo loves you, too. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo, Arthur Idala. Congratulations on 400 shows already. You know, your mama, all Marianne, Lou, your parents did such a good job, Arthur. We're wishing you all the best. You're crushing it on the radio, buddy. Proud to be with you. God bless. All I'm thinking is Morano's going to kill me. But, you know... You know, I, Joni, this is got you got to take you got to take the fall for this. You got to take the fall for this. This is totally, now we're totally teasing you. <laughs> I have no, I have nothing to do with show four hundred one here, I, and I have very little to do with show four hundred except I wanted uh, Chief Kemper on to talk about crime in the subway. Hi, it's six oh four. We're live on a Friday night, September the eighth. Um, I do believe today is my twenty fifth anniversary, not my wedding anniversary. But um, there is a very, very special person in my life who's obviously been in my life for 25 years today. Um, and she's really been by my side um, from almost day one. Now, Joan is very confused. I know exactly who it is. Okay. Um, my daughter is here now. Um, and thank, you. thank you, Sam Bellino. Uh, so when I started my law firm, uh, at 8118 13th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, where we're st our st office is still located. Uh, the Honorable Frank J. Santo, the former uh, district leader, was kind enough. I had just finished running for city council in New York, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Diker Heights, and Bensonhurst. I lost by 108 votes out of, I think, 7,300 in a three-person race. Um, I, you know, I had to make this decision. Do I come to Manhattan and hang out with my dad? Or do I try to find something in Brooklyn? And I had just been a prosecutor for four years and change. And uh, I was assigned to that unit of Blue Zone, which was the 6-8 precinct, which was Bay Ridge. Um, or uh, And I just knocked on all these doors running for council. So I wanted to find a location in Brooklyn. And Frank Santo, who I did not know very well, but there was a man named Angelo Cella. Uh, who was a uh, neighborhood um, regular, and uh, he was a, a stenographer. Actually, he was a court reporter, Plaza College, folks. He was a court reporter in the family court, 
and he was very close with Frank Santo. He called him the chief. He goes, I'll tell you, I'll take you to see the chief. The chief um, gave me an office. It was his son Billy's office. He was moving to a bigger office within the suite. Billy was the best man at, at my wedding years later. Uh, and um, let's see. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to the point here. Um, I was there for I think it was nine months from October. Or I think it really started in November until somewhere around August when um, Frank Santo calls me in and he says, "Listen, you know," and he's, this is old school talk. My girl has been answering your phones for the first for the past nine months. That was part of my little deal. He goes, but God bless you, kid. You're, be, you're, you're, you're busy enough. She can't keep answering your phones. You need to find your own girl. I'm like, okay. I, don't need, I, I didn't know anything, folks. You know, when you go to law school, there's not much education about the business of being a lawyer because the majority of lawyers are working for someone else. You're working in government in some form or another, whether it being law enforcement or or in the legislative or branch or the judicial branch, um, or you're working in a firm where someone else is worrying about the economics of running a law firm. So what the heck did I know? I didn't. And the type of law that I do, even to this day, there's not a lot of consistency. And, and as a matter of fact, it's very, it's quite the opposite. It's very inconsistent. There's a term, you know, you have either have time or you have money. You very rarely have both. And there were times where I was like twiddling my thumbs and there was no money in there. And then there's times I had money and I had no time because I'm running around like a nut. So I don't I don't know where to look to get my own quote-unquote girl. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to be paying. And Billy Santo says to me, you know, my wife Karen has a friend, I think from high school, who um, I remember him saying she's sharp. Um, she hasn't worked in a little while because she's got little kids. But she um, she's sharp. She, he said she, I believe she was a bank teller. So I, I was like, all right, let me talk to her. So she comes in, and I, as I am to this day, I was very honest, and I was like, look, I don't really know, like, what I'm supposed to be doing here in terms of, like, hiring a secretary and what your role is supposed to be and what you can do and what you can't do and how much you should get paid. But, you know, you don't really know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. So let's just try to figure it out together without making any mistakes. And um, her first day on the job was 25 years ago today. And, you know, that says a lot about both of us. Um, you know, I, my mistake is I should I, I should try to get Danita on the phone. Maybe we should try to get her on the phone for the last segment. Because um, I would like to ask her some questions. I'd love to know how many times she's actually heard me, like, raise my voice in her direction. Or in any direction, quite frankly. Luke is here. Luca, do I yell a lot? No, not really. See, there's my son of 17 years. I, I talk loudly, but I don't yell a lot. I'm somewhat passionate. But um, so not only has and, and Danita's role, that, her name is, by the way, Danita Giacomaza. Um, Danita's role uh, has really grown from being someone who answers the phone to now someone who really answers my life. Um, I remember at one point after two or three years, I remember going into asking Billy, who's six years my senior, and I rely on him for certain life decisions. And I was like, Billy, I'm really busy. I'm on trial, but I have these like personal checks that I have to send out. Like, you know, the electric bill, the phone bill. 
I was like, you think it's okay if, like, Danita, like, writes out my bills? Because I know my father would never allow that to happen But in his life. But Billy's like, if you trust her, he goes, I think, you know, Karen's friend a long time. I think you could do that. So, I mean, Danita really handles my passports, my credit card. Like, like really, she handles my life. And, um, but she's, uh, one thing about Danita is she does not like change. When, and when, when I say she doesn't like change, Joan, Danita's computer. Now, Danita doesn't know how to type like traditionally. She hunt and pecks. She hunt and pecks quickly, but she doesn't. She hunt and pecks. I think it was like the C and the N had totally been gone from her keyboard. And she was going to go away on vacation. And as she's leaving, I go, Danita, by the way, when you're away, I'm going to go to Staples and I'm going to get you a new keyboard. You would think I said, we're going to shoot up heroin together. She's like, no, 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 no. I said, Danita, you're actually missing letters here. She's like, I know where they are. You don't, no, no, no. You don't have to change it. She sat in the same chair for, I don't know, 18 years. Not some big fancy chair. It was like a stupid Staples $199 chair to the point where she was basically sitting on a piece of cardboard covered in vinyl. Danita, I'm going to get you a new chair. No, no, I don't need a new chair. Danita, I am getting you a new chair. And, of course, after I get her the new keyboard and after I get her the new chair, she's very happy. But in the back of my mind, I'm saying, I- I'm going to need someone else besides Danita. We're growing, and there's just too much on her, et cetera. But I know she doesn't like change, and she doesn't like to share, and she's very proprietary with information, which she should be because she has all my personal information. And I guess it's like a year and a half ago now. She calls me. She's like, I need to see you. We need to sit down. So we go into my office in 8118 where I started all those years ago. And she's getting a little emotional, which Danita tends to do, a little teary-eyed. And she's like, I need something. I need your help. We go, Danita, what? What? Just talk to me. She's like, well, Alexa, my daughter, she's been working at the NYPD as a you know, PAA, uh, you know, private uh, a police assistant or administrative assistant. And she doesn't really like it. And she's like, well, I go, Danny, do you want me to, you want her to come work with us? She's like, could she? And I'm like, yeah. So now I have two generations of Giacomaza. Danita is holding down the fort in Brooklyn where Mary and my wife works and other attorneys are there and paralegals are there. And now Alexa for the last year and a half is here. And the only one that Danita would be so liberal with information and sharing how do you do a notice of appearance and a retainer agreement, et cetera, et cetera, is her own daughter. So uh, it has all worked out. So uh, if Joan can take over my show and have people congratulate me on 401 shows, <laughs> like Joe, the great Joe Piscopo and Al Gattulo, who I'll be hanging out with Tuesday night on the Schmooze Cruise, um, then I can take uh, this time. I wasn't really prepared to do this but to thank someone who's been by my side for 25 years and who has done really an unbelievable job in taking Idola Bertuna and Cammons. It was just me and Danita. Shortly thereafter Marianne came and then it was just the three of us for about a decade. So thank you Danita. I hope this was a big enough like present for you. I'm sure you want a little bit more than that. Um, we have Dr. Jeffrey Gurian coming on the show. And Jerry Crowley, the boss of all bosses, he's Sam Bellino's boss, so Sam Bellino better behave. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the state of the affairs of talk radio as soon as we get back.
Dennis Prager here. Join us in Israel this fall. Soon, time will run out, and then you'll regret you didn't go, I promise. Mike Gallagher and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. That's the name of the tour. We'll be visiting amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk on the streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee, float in the Dead Sea. In fact, you could even sit in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects and visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you will always remember deeply, fondly. Our expert guides will help explain the significance of every site, and our food and accommodations are specifically designed with you in mind. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Sign up today to travel with Mike Gallagher and me this October. Call 855-565-5519 or just visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-950-0099. 800-950-0099. That's 800-950-0099. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The GOP candidates for president are gearing up for the next debate later this month in Southern California. I'm hoping we get something better than what we saw in Milwaukee last month. What we saw then was a poorly moderated media circus displaying just about everything wrong with American politics. The candidates played to a loud strategy that had little to do with advancing ideas. They just sought to build their brands and blast at their opponents. Furthermore, the candidate leading in the polls did not even show up. There were very few moments worth remembering. The most urgent question discussed on that stage was abortion, and the candidates revealed a lack of candor and clarity on the most important moral issue of our times, at least some of them. It really wasn't a debate at all. It was a show. Welcome to the Republican race for the White House. I need an aspirin. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan because we all know that planning for the future is important. You never know when your time is up or when you're going to get sick or, or, or be in a position where you need a power of attorney or a health care proxy. When is the time to plan? Now, when you're healthy, when everything is okay, you want to protect your assets from probate and nursing home costs, wills, trusts, power of attorneys, health care proxies, living wills, your overall estate plan. You see, the goal of the lawyers at Connors & Sullivan is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people just like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. Visit them for a free, no-obligation consultation with a lawyer. So call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, or Staten Island. That's Connors & Sullivan. Give them a call, 718 718- 
718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Mr. Crowley, what went on in your head? All right, so before we do uh, Mr. Crowley, I, um, I have to, like, just, I got a little, little news here that's breaking out, and that is that um, President Trump's um, uh, chief of staff, Meadows, he asked that the Georgia case be moved to um, federal court so that the state court charges would be heard in federal court because they believe that there would be um, some benefit um, to them by doing that, especially in the appeals process. Um, I kind of know a little bit about this because my law firm is representing Mayor Giuliani, so we are um, kind of on top of that. The judge who was going to make that ruling just now or just little while ago just ruled that that's not going to happen. Um, that in fact, he denied, uh, Meadows application to move the case to federal court. I mean, I'm stumbling a little bit because this came out at five fifty-seven. It's six nineteen now on, um, on a Friday. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else. Obviously <laughs> this is something that I'm interested in, not just because of, uh, the radio show, but because it affects Mayor Giuliani. A federal judge rejected a request by Trump White House Chief of Staff to move his stand. The judge, in a lengthy order, said that Meadows has not met his burden to show that removing the case from Georgia State Court was proper under a statute related to legal cases against federal offices. Um, okay. Now, I know that... Um, here's the Associated Press. Judge denies this. I'm looking for a little substance for you folks. Um, ruling that the Trump White House must fight the charges in state court. Da, 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 da. He has, uh, okay, the ruling, after he asked for decisions from both sides, he said that, they, yeah, it just they, it didn't meet the legal requirements. Now, off the top of my head, I cannot tell you what the legal requirements are to move from one court to another, but I do need to... Um, Give a, a shout out to one of my law partners, uh, Judge David Lewis, who um, told me several times that uh, it was not going to it was not going to happen, that it was not going to be um, granted. So he was right. Judge Lewis was correct. So, Judge Lewis, I'm hoping that you're listening. Um, you are correct that it was denied. And um, as of right now. It's going to be held in. Um, no, that's okay, Joan. You sure? Yeah, I'm okay because the, the the decision just came out. No one, there's not, there's no one who you're going to get. The bottom line is, just so if, if I get this right, because it's complicated. It's not that if the case got moved to federal court, like the charges would get changed or anything like that. It's just that it would be it would be in a different forum, and in addition to the appellate court, it would be a different jury pool a wider jury pool. It wouldn't just be this county. 
it would be um, several counties around uh, that area of Georgia, which allegedly, I don't, I'm not an expert in Georgia politics, but allegedly are more conservative, um, are more, they, they lean in that direction. So from a defense attorney's point of view, who's representing uh, a conservative president and a, a Republican mayor of New York and a uh, chief of staff to a Republican president, you are trying to find a venue where at least you got a shot. You know, Trump has this case in Washington, D.C. He lost Washington, D.C. by, I think, it was 88 to, to 12 or something like that. I mean, it was a ridiculous, um, it was a ridiculous number how badly he went down. So where did they get the jury pool from? They get the jury pool from the voter registration cards. So if people who vote uh, are the ones who overwhelmingly voted against him, I, and, and we know what a lightning rod Donald Trump is, is, and unlike the case in Manhattan that went to trial, but it was a civil case, Donald Trump didn't have to be there. And I know that um, Mr. Takapina did not want Donald Trump to be there because he's such a lightning rod. Um, not, I'm not telling stories out of school. I mean, Joe said it all over the radio and TV. Um, but here in a criminal case, the president of the United States has to be there each and every day. And sitting there, if you're in Fullerton County in Georgia or you're in Washington, D.C., knowing that the jurors are getting from get gotten from the voter list and the voter list, um, the, the voters have overwhelmingly voted against you. I mean, that is such a unique situation. Imagine I'm sitting there representing someone on a case. And I know that everyone, look, I represented Harvey Weinstein. Imagine if I'm sitting there and and the the jurors are, some of them are members of the Academy who I know voted against all of his movies, hypothetically. You're like starting out with like one strike against you and you're a criminal defendant. Now there's two strikes against you. You only got one more strike to go. Um, Now there are things called venue studies. Again, I learned this from uh, my partner, uh, David Lewis, Judge David Lewis, I should say where you pay a bunch of money and you hire these companies and they go around using the voter registration list, which is how they get the jurors list. And they present to a judge where a, the most fair venue would be. So if there's a venue where it's overwhelmingly against a particular defendant, you could present that to a judge and say, judge, I'm moving for a change of venue. Look at what this company who we hired, look what their results are for hypothetically, you know, Washington, D.C. versus, uh, you know, Arlington, Virginia, where it's much more fair. Because ultimately, folks, the, the judge's job is supposed to make sure someone gets a fair and impartial trial, jur- jurors on a trial. I mean, I hate to say this, but. The easiest way to get out of a, a jury duty is just say to the judge, judge, I heard the facts of the case that you gave the summer, the, the initial facts of the case that you gave us, and um, I can't be fair and impartial. A judge has to let you go. By law, the judge has to let you go. Um, so the judge's job, okay, is to ensure that you have a fair jury. I mean, Jury selection in a case that's currently going on in Georgia, a different kind of case, I think has been going on for eight or nine months, 
months just for jury selection, just weeding people out. Um, I don't know the longest that's taken me. In the Harvey Weinstein case, it took a while. It's funny, when I tried the Lawrence Taylor case, that was um, <clears throat> that's only six jurors. Where are you going? John Esposito, it's, you want to get lunch at 6.30. We still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, we got to do the Giuliani motion. John Esposito, who was all over the media last week representing Mayor Giuliani, just came in. You know what you could do for me, honestly, John? Could you just take a glimpse at the ruling that the judge just came down and just come back on a couple of minutes and give me two or three sentences of what the judge based his ruling on saying that uh, the, the case can't be moved to federal court? I don't even know. It may not even be out there. Um, because, it, you know, this is a big decision. I It's interesting because yesterday, I think, the president of the United States, the former president of the United States, gave notice that he was going to file a motion to move this case to federal court. Now, the president may have different grounds to move it to federal court than Mr. Meadows, the chief of staff. I, I'm not going to tell you I've read I read Mr. Meadows' um, submission, and obviously I haven't read the judge's, according to Reuters, I think it was, or AP, lengthy decision. Um, but getting back to my point, one of the judge's primary functions is to have – uh, fair jurors, jurors who don't come in. Look, we all have prejudices, right? We can say we don't. We all do. We have certain prejudices. Um, whether you see someone and they're bald, whether you see someone and they walk with a limp, you, you know, the, the color of their skin, their accent, there's something inside of us that triggers a reaction. I'm not saying it's a negative reaction, but a prejudice is you're prejudging someone before you really know anything about them. Um, so a, one of the judges primary jobs any judge in any court is to ensure that the jurors are jurors who um uh, uh don't have preconceived notions and um here like in the lawrence taylor case we basically interviewed the jurors one at a time because the case takes place in new york took place in new york there is so much that um uh so many people who knew lawrence and so many people heard about the case. The case was on the cover of every newspaper. So you had to go like one at a time and say, you know, what did you hear? Because what you don't want, right, is you don't want the jurors sitting in the jury box and the, uh, you say, oh, you heard about this case yet? What did you hear? Oh, I heard Mr. Taylor did this, that, and the other thing. And now you're tainting the whole other jury pool. So that's, those, therefore, you do individual what's called voir dire, which is to say the truth. So um, what I think the, the president's chief of staff, Mr. Meadows, was trying achieve, to achieve here was getting into the federal court where there's an expanded jury pool, where there's people who maybe be more conservative or registered Republicans, however you want to say it. Um, and the same thing they're probably going to try to do in Washington is like a change of venue. And as they said, they could do what's called a venue study and show that there's, it, the prejudice is so overwhelming that the judge should change the venue the judge herself in washington could move herself she doesn't have to give up the case to go elsewhere where things would be a little bit more equitable um well we're supposed to have jerry crowley on so i just spoke about the law for a little while i i am i I am a little curious to find out what grounds this judge ruled against mr meadows moving his venue we're going to come back on a friday with a little light-hearted jeffrey gurian um uh, update, and we're going to do a little Padre lose libation if we have time. Luke is here. He's going to the Yankee game. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Tonight at 7, have some fun for your Friday. If you make it to the 7 o'clock hour, you know the weekend is upon you. And that's why Christine Nicholas and Kevin McCullough can't wait to host you for a fun hour on Radio Night Live. Join us. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. All right, let's talk about the friends at Plaza College. You know, we got our first week under our belts of the the new year, and I say that because you know it's kind of like September; it's starting a new year. Um, but you know, sometimes folks don't really know what to do. Some people are actually unemployed and don't don't have a direction. Well, if you want to investigate a direction, just explore. Explore some options. Go Google Plaza College in Queens, New York. Plaza College, P-L-A-Z-A College. Um, you could always eat, uh, ask them for information by emailing them at info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Um, you know, you know, Plaza College has all these schools. 
um, the dentist school, the nursing school, the one that, you know, is, is a paralegal school, business school. It's great. I mean, and what a beautiful facility and such a conveniently located facility. The one that's near and dear to my heart is the court reporting program because um, it's part of the system on, in which I work. Even, you know, whether Imran Ansari, my partner, is doing the civil stuff, he has the... Um, Court reporters here doing the depositions. Obviously, every time I'm in the courtroom, the court reporters are there. Everyone has the ultimate um, respect for the court reporters and the role that they play. And you or someone you know could be a court reporter through the wonderful school at Plaza College. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today. Just email info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Hello world, hear the song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. All right, it's Arthur Idala, 635, live and local. We got the number one local show here in uh, the city of New York because we are the live and local show here in the city of New York. Um, Dr. Jeffrey Gurian, you know, I hear him on Frank's show and uh, uh, often, and uh, he's been floating around the AM 970 family for a while. Um He's really a renaissance man. Um, he's a comedy writer, a comedian, an author, a motivational speaker. And you know what he talks about? And we're talking about it here on a Friday night at 635. He talks about happiness. And we were talking the other day about negativity and everyone's, you know, bummed out about something. And it's nice to have a guest on to talk about positive things. So without further ado, Dr. Jeffrey Gurian. Welcome to the Idola Power Hour. Thank you so much, Arthur. It's really great to be on with you. And it was so great at your Pershing Square event. We had such a blast. Thank you. With, Thank you very much. It was, uh, uh, you know, you being, um, you being part of it, you know, added a lot to the equation. Because you add a lot to the equation to every room that you enter. So talk to me, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Gurian. Give me one or two highlights of your um of, of your most recent career, I know you got books. I know you're on. I know you're 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 regular on the Murano show. Give me some some happiness news at the end of this first week uh, after uh, the summer has ended. Sure. Well, I just shot my first uh, TV pilot, uh, a big TV pilot called, and that's the comedy aspect of my career. Uh, not talking about well, comedy is happiness to me. But uh, we just shot a big pilot called The Raw Side of Comedy at Gotham Comedy Club, one of the top comedy clubs in the city. And it's a competition slash reality show. Uh, we brought in 30 comedians. I narrowed it down to 10. I was, uh, I'm an exec producer on the project and also a host. And uh, what they didn't know was the next day we put them in an Airbnb, and a lot of craziness ensued. 
and hopefully I'll be able to tell you more about it in the future. The other thing, I just shot my first music video for a comedian that opens for the Impractical Jokers. Uh-huh. And, uh, T- tell folks who the Impractical guys, Jokers you know are. Who don't they know. are. Tell Pardon folks me? who the Impractical Jokers are. They're four friends from Staten Island who have been on uh, TV for 10 seasons. And it's basically a prank show where they dare each other to do the most outrageous things. And I use that as an inspiration because I had a dance in this video. I thought I was going to be with a group of people, and it turned out it was starring me, me just me, uh, lip-syncing and dancing to a particular song, but crazy dancing. And I thought to myself, you know what? If the impractical jokers can do it, then I can do it. Because I think it's very important to challenge yourself, Arthur, and to put yourself in things that challenge your comfortability a little bit. And I do that on a daily basis, to the point where in 2019, I went to Japan all by myself because it was the scariest thing I could think of to do. (laughs) And I made it for two weeks. I used the Japanese that I had learned, and I went to every city. I performed in two comedy shows over there. And I think it's very important to challenge yourself. Now, speaking of challenging yourself, I, somewhere along the line, one of your interviews, I heard you were a severe stutterer when you were much younger, and uh, from what I'm hearing right now, you don't, <laughs> you don't stutter at all. I know the President of the United States was a severe stutterer. Let's talk about that for a little bit, Dr. Jeffrey Gurian. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, not only don't I stutter, but you can't even shut me up. After <laughs> I talk a lot. I started stuttering when I was around six or seven years old, and I stuttered through my 20s and even into my 30s. Even after I became a doctor, I was still blocking on certain words. And when I went to college, I made myself run for the president of the freshman class, as scary as it was. I couldn't say my name. I could never say Gurian. Most stutterers have a very hard time saying their own name. And it's because your name is your identity. And if you're not happy with who you are, it's very hard to tell people who you are. Wow, so that's very, very run. interesting. That, especially for a guy who's the president of the United States, right? I mean, that's who winds up being the president of the United States. You can't, you can't say your own name. Yeah, it's truly amazing. And so I told myself if I could win the election, if I could be the president of the whole freshman class, I wouldn't have to stutter anymore because I had a feeling that it had to do with uh, how people felt about me. Even though I was supposedly popular, I didn't feel like I fit in. I was two years younger than everybody. I started school very young. Long story short, I won the election. I was the president of the freshman class of Hunter College, and I still stuttered, and it was a great life lesson for me, Arthur, because it taught me that outside validation doesn't work. It doesn't matter how many people tell you you're wonderful and talented. It matters what you think of yourself. And that started my journey on curing myself. And it took me years, but I I basically took my mind apart. And I, I, I realized I was holding thoughts that were not valid for me. And so are we all. And that's what led to my first happiness book, The Healing Your Heart by Changing Your Mind. Um, a spiritual and humorous approach to achieving happiness. I realized that I was holding thoughts that were negative against myself. And I don't know where they came from. I had a very loving and supportive family. But for some reason, I started stuttering at six or seven. And so I worked very hard to release myself from those thoughts. 
Uh, I realized that they so were. So, wait a minute, wait, Jeffrey, back up one second. Just back up one second. So, because yeah. I have a two year old daughter, right? So, she's beginning to talk now. And I have a, a six year old son, and he speaks perfectly. So, are you telling me like everything was fine when you were three, four, five, and all of a sudden at six, the, your stuttering began? Yes, and that's why, and when I, I, now as an avocation author, I work with stutterers all over the world on Skype. Uh, if they're in New York, I work with them in person, but otherwise I work with them, on, you know, on Skype. And one of the things that I tell them is most people start speaking when they're two. So if you're speaking fine from two to six or two to seven, which is when a lot of people start to stutter, then it has to do with something that happened in your life at that time. It's a subconscious reaction to something that happened. And most stutterers tend to be very sensitive people, and I talk about that a lot too, because sensitivity is a great strength that feels like a weakness. So I, I have, have, have I have two more minutes, Jeffrey, and I, I I apologize for cutting you off, but um, you know what? I'm intentionally cutting you off because I want you to I want you to touch on the happiness center. You know, someone gave me a, a card, and my my friend uh, Mark Iglosh wrote a book called Choose Happiness. Is mm-hmm. it true that you could just wake up in the morning? And even if you're in a crappy mood, you can take a couple of deep breaths and just say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let it get me down and I'm going to be in a good mood. Or is there just chemicals that are inside your body that control that? Well, look, it, mindset is very, very important. There can be, you know, people can be chemically off, you know, and that is a, a, that it's a very good reason not to, not to feel happy. Nobody could feel happy all the time. I mean... Look at the world that we're living in. The last three years have been incredibly stressful. But my positive thinking has allowed me to survive a, a widow-maker heart attack and a hospitalization with COVID double pneumonia in March of 2020. Thinking positive, you know, when you're in a negative state, your immune system does not function well. And when you're in a positive state, your immune system functions much better. And so it's about mindset. Within a 10-minute uh, spot, it's very hard to explain it all. But a lot of it is in my book. If people are interested, they want to read about it. I lay it all out there. That's why it's called Healing Your Heart by Changing Your Mind. Letting go of what I call heart wounds from the time where little children, like your little children, hopefully they'll never have a sad moment. But your thoughts are not based on your experience. They're based on your interpretation of your experience. It's the reason why two siblings can grow up in the same household and be totally different people. So it's very hard to examine your thoughts, but that's what you have to do in order to remain happy. You have to disregard all the insanity that's going on around us and try and think positive. And it takes work, but it's wonderful work. All right, Dr. Gurian, I love it. Thank you so much. Healing Your Heart by Changing Your Mind. Go find it. And uh, we appreciate you making the world a happier place. We'll talk to you soon, Dr. Gurian. It's Arthur Idala. Don't go away. We'll be right back with a little Friday fun with a Padre Lou libation. Introducing Term Busters, a Christian-owned company that can help you save on term life insurance. In the highly competitive term life industry, rates have significantly dropped in recent years. For instance, a 45-year-old non-smoker can now secure $1 million of coverage for just $75 per month with a level rate for 10 years. Similarly, a 50-year-old non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110 with a guaranteed level rate for 20 years. Smokers can also benefit from our great 
great rates. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. Whether you're in need of new or replacement term life insurance, call us today at 1-800-558-9940 for a personalized quote. Don't settle for paying more than you should. Remember, the number to reach Term Busters, a Christian-owned and operated company, is 1-800-558-9940. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-smoker underwriting and an exam is required to qualify. Call 1-800-558-9940. Okay, let's talk about our friends at Bay Ridge Honda. The Sabah the, the family is kicking off the fall season by saving you $1,500. That's right, $1,500 from the Sabah family at Bay Ridge Honda when you trade in your lease or purchase and purchase your new car with them. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx, they all come to Bay Ridge to shop at for 200 they have 200 cars, brand new Hondas to choose from, over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now you're going to get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long plus receive fifteen hundred dollars when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with bay ridge honda even if you don't buy a car from bay ridge honda they'll buy your car from you so what are you going to do you're going to visit bay ridge honda on fourth avenue and 88th street in bay ridge brooklyn or online at bayridgehonda.com that's bayridgehonda.com these deals are available to qualified buyers additional fees may apply see deal for details sale and september 30th 2023 Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. All right. Marvin Gaye started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Let's Get It On. Speaking of Get It On, I got Johnny Beach Esposito here. Um, Tone, just hand in that real quick. Uh, before we go to uh, a very, very special guest, um, Samuel, let me know when we got four minutes left. Um, John, tell me real quick what the president's, uh, what Chief of Staff Meadows' decision was from the judge. The decision, which is a 49-page decision, basically says that the federal court declines to assume jurisdiction that Meadows did not meet his burden that would provide for the removal to federal court. The judge laid out three prongs that were necessary in order for him to meet his burden. The first would be that Meadows actually was a federal officer acting that in know. that capacity during the time of the allegations. The state conceded that. So you move to the second prong, which is whether or not he was acting under the color of office. So was the conduct related to his role as White House chief of staff? If he established that, then the court would go to the final prong, which was basically whether or not even if that was the case, he had a colorable federal defense. The court specifically focused on the second prong and said that he did not act within the color of his office as the White House chief of staff. Now, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't his argument that, well, I was trying to, I was working for the president of the United States to ensure that the Georgia election for the current president of the United States, whomever it was, was conducted fairly. That, that is correct, and I think that was his argument. Um, I did try to read as quickly as possible the 49 pages, and at the heart of the answer to that is simply the judge finding that the Constitution of the United States does not provide any basis for executive branch involvement with state elections and post-election procedures. 
regarding the time, place, and manner of state elections. I've been suggesting for weeks that that's the crux of the issue. I don't necessarily agree with the court's decision, but certainly the crux of the issue in terms of the removal is whether or not the president at that point, the executive officer of this country, has the right or the duty to get himself involved in a state election. This is not solely a state election, obviously. This was a federal, federal election. election. So there's, there's some interesting issues there. The biggest question, is this an appealable decision at this point? I believe this is a, an appealable decision. It would require the case be brought to a higher court. The, the circuit, the, the 11th Circuit. The 11th Circuit. The interesting question is whether or not the, ele- the 11th Circuit would stay the state court proceedings if they, in fact, do take this case, meaning it would probably take several months for this case to, to be, be decided. and argued. Exactly. And, and whether at, during that period of time the criminal case would be stayed. There you go. John Esposito, thank you for that breaking news update. On the line right now, I have a special guest of 25 years, someone who um, stopped being an employee a very long time ago and uh, became one of my closest friends. Without further ado, the great, the great Danita Giacomaza. Hello, Danita. Welcome to the Arthur Idola Power Hour. How are you this evening? Hey, Arthur. How are you? Oh, I am just wonderful. I, I have a question for you, and, and I want you to answer it honestly. Um, in the 25 years that we have been together, how many times would you say, and it's a guess, I've like really raised my voice and like yelled at you? Six. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I, I was, I, dude, Joe, Joe goes, she keeps track. Um, I know you were busy tonight and you were out, so thank you very much for jumping on the phone. I will tell you now that you do need to go back and listen to the whole first part of the show because it's a, tribu- a tribute to you. Um, I do want to just, so much. well, you, you know, you have, I've earned it. Uh, and I say that in the, the in a friendship way, um, your loyalty, um, coupled with your intelligence and your street smarts um, has really um, enhanced my life and definitely my career. Uh, you know, people make fun of me because no disrespect to anyone here, including your daughter. Um, but it, it's just easier to just call you or text you because it sounds a little like overly romantic, but like you complete me. <laughs> you know, like we, we complete each other's sentences at this point. Yes, we have a connection. Um, just recently, we had a conversation, and you even said it. You said it brought tears to my eyes because you started the question, and I answered it before you finished it. And you were like, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. So, yeah, we've come a long way, and every bit of the 25 years has been an amazing journey. And like you said, you started off being my boss and turned into – sincerely one of my best friends and i am grateful and thankful and you know it's just a pleasure a pleasure working with you every day and when and when Danita says like i asked her a question and she answered it like i got as far as it was either like who is or what is like that was it was nine thirty in the morning like, Danita, i gotta ask you who is doing with or what is and yeah and we both we both kind of took a chuckle, and that's look when when you when you've been with someone this long. How I, I listen, it's no secret. How old were we? How old were you when you started in the firm? Thirty what? Thirty six. And how old was Alexa, who's now sits next to me here? Thirty two. 
when she started with you. So, yeah. Next generation. Wow. No, how old was Alexa when, when you were working with me? Oh, when you started? Yes, she, oh, God. Okay, so I started Six. in 98. She was, born in, she was eight years old. She was and eight. And four. And because of you, I put them both in full-time I put Taylor in full-time daycare so I could start working. It never occurred to me to go back to work full-time, but it was just an opportunity that was perfect. Do you, yeah. do you, do you, we got about two minutes left. We're gonna, I'm going to put Padre Lou's libation, even though it's a heat wave libation, um, and it may not be appropriate next week, but don't get mad at me, Dad. This is an important moment. Do you remember that first meeting that we had in the office? Absolutely. Um, I got called in for the interview and I had just come from La Bella and I was doing grocery shopping and I came in and I was not dressed appropriately for an interview. And you said, do you know what you're doing? And I said, absolutely not. And he, you said, neither do I. We'll work it out together. And we did. <laughs> so just so everyone who listens to this whole show that's basically what I said about 40 minutes ago. I said, we just looked at you. I was like, well, I don't know. What did you think she could pay? I don't know. How about this? Well, okay, that sounds good by me. But, um, and I, I, I do a little, oh, your little apology because, because of like Labor Day and, and today I'm not actually yeah, wearing a tie because it was a hundred. So I, I thought tomorrow was our big day, but you know, we'll, we'll figure it will be acknowledged on, in some form or another. Apparently no, my worry. mother. Your love is all I need. That's it. All did, good. Apparently, my mother sent you flowers? Absolutely. She never forgets any anniversary. Okay. Well, speaking of anniversaries, Danita, one of the horrible anniversaries that we spent a hunk of time together Uh, was 22 years ago this Monday. And um, I I won't cry because for you, it all worked out okay. Um, Your husband was there in in, um, World Trade and Tower Number 7, which ultimately fell, but not until... Danny was very, very safe. Um, yeah. And on Monday, I'm going to have um, the new PBA president to talk about the 300 police officers that were lost, um, Pat Hendry. And I'm also going to have our friend um, Chris Hassan on, hopefully for the whole bottom half of the show, who lost his brother, um, because we're pretty dug in on never forgetting. And, you know, Danita, I remember those days, and Mr. Hassan, who you know well, I think you spoke to him like me three times today, Joe Hassan's dad, um, and him telling, I said, you know, Mr. Hassan, I'm never going to leave, and he said, I, Arthur, that's a nice sentiment that you had. It was one day that week, and he's like, but, you know, people say that, and, and then they don't leave, and of course, Mr. Mr. Hassan helps manage our money, his daughter, Victoria, is our bookkeeper. His other son, Christopher, has come into one of my closest friends. Christopher's son is my godson, Julian. Joe Hassan IV interned here uh, last summer, and he's taking the LSAT. So we'll make it uh, – uh, we'll talk about the positive aspect of it. Yes. Yes. Well, but thank you for acknowledging me. It's uh, been a blast, and I look forward to – the next 25, Danita, the next 25. Another couple of years. <laughs> well, you'll, you're going to laugh when you hear the beginning of the show about your feelings towards change and sharing information. So, all right, Danita, thank you so much. Happy 25. And, folks, have a great weekend. It's going to be a little rainy. It's going to be a little cooler. Um, I will be broadcasting on Monday live. It's going to be a rough uh, day. It always is. Um, but, um, you know what? We're not going to give up. We're not going to forget. And we're going to always fight the good fight. Have a great weekend. Sam Bellino, thank you. Joni, thank you. We'll see you on Monday.
The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.